0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I uh, have just found out that supposedly Yevgeny Progozin has died in an air quotes airplane crash. And what's funny about this airplane crash is that it seems like his uh, private jet crashed into a surface-to-air missile while flying over Moscow. And uh, that's kind of crazy. If you guys don't recall, Yevgeny Progozin led the uh, mercenary group Wagner, and they had a recent rebellion. There was a lot of fog of war, conspiracy theory talk around that whole incident. But it was supposed to end with the negotiation that the head of the Russian armed forces invading Ukraine would be fired and replaced but that also Yevgeny Progozin was supposed to be exiled to Belarus step down from his charge of Wagner um, of all of those things well Yevgeny supposedly stayed in Russia, as was evidenced by this death. You know, he was flying over Moscow. He supposedly did not go to Belarus. Uh, I don't believe he ever stepped down from being in charge of Wagner. But he doesn't need to any longer, if this is true. The craziest thing is he died supposedly a couple hours ago. But uh, they did fire the head of the Ukrainian invasion about five hours ago. So, very suspicious stuff. Kind of crazy, uh, interesting news. I don't think this looks good for Russia. But it is amazing, and, and it always kind of has been amazing, the extent that Russia goes through to have these assassinations. Which were not called out as much as they should have been, right? They were they were closer to the Hillary and Bill Clinton level of plausible deniability. But uh, being in this war, they've got a little bit ham-fisted, and it is just wild that they uh, are a country that carries out so many assassinations. Oh, um... Okay. I just had a pretty delicious, actually, salad with uh, spring mix or whatever, but then on top of it, man, I had some tzatziki, I had some feta, and then I had some rice and beans and zoog sauce. And uh, in in my eating it, I thought, when, when did humans start eating rice? Do we know? And turns out... Evidence suggests, archaeological evidence, I think they said, like, micro-fossils, um, that they were eating rice in China about 1100 BC. Which seems suspiciously late, but, uh, I don't know, also, I guess, technically believable. Right? Now, what is more exciting is that, supposedly... About 800 years later, in 300 BC, rice was first introduced to the Europeans, and this is where I say supposedly, by Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great and his uh, adventures. So, make of that what you will. Um, Similar to how the Founding Fathers introduced ice cream to the Americas. It's almost too good to be true. A little sussy. Small world, isn't it? Couldn't have been another historical figure? It's things like that make you wonder, you know. They just thought we couldn't remember that many names in history class. Isn't that right? Because surely it wasn't Alexander the Great himself. He was busy. He didn't discover rice or whatever. So, food for thought um separately our neighbors across the street are painting their house today same crew took a day break came back painting the next house down the ro- down the line they i yeah they're both cool they're both fine i don't know that i prefer either of the new colors they're both very subtly different that uh Honestly, like if we were traveling and we came back home, I don't know that I would notice this house hadn't been painted. The other house, I would be like, oh, yeah, because I liked the other color more. So I would have been like, hey, you guys painted, right? But this this one, I don't think I'd even notice. It's like the same tone or uh, you know shade, I guess you'd say. So, oh, well, Um, yeah, we saw a moth. Oh, that's what I talked about on the podcast yesterday. So, yeah, I'm just reeling over the death of Yevgeny Prigozhin. I just want to know more. How much longer will this Ukraine war thing go on? I think it's like, I don't know. On one hand, it is obviously accelerating the move towards renewables. The war in, in Russia, I don't think... Okay, so there, there is some, there's some possibility that with regime change in Russia, the West will want to, air quotes, like, be the better man or whatever. And through a kind of Treaty of Versailles situation, they will arrange for Russia to pay back and rebuild Ukraine... But they'll probably do it by uh, restarting their oil sales, right? They'll start, They'll go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, you're just gonna get reamed on your oil on your oil. It basically the profits are gonna go to Ukraine, but uh, we're gonna we'll take as much as we can get because that is a favorable situation. And uh, I, ho- I hope that's not the case. Maybe they'll even, like, put the oil fields of Russia, some of them they will concede to Ukraine or something like that. But that that's, you know, that's not set in stone. I'm speculating here, but I, I hope that that's not what happens. Um, I think there will be regime change in Russia. I don't see a world where Russia turns into a hermit kingdom like North Korea. I think that the citizens would prefer to rejoin Europe, to be a part of the international community. And that's the problem, right? Russia has this disconnect between its leaderships and its citizens. Um, There's that one guy that goes around Europe, or goes around Russia and interviews citizens on the streets. And every time I've seen his stuff, I'm like, wow, these are contemporary humans right? They, it's not, a lot of the times they are like backwater hillbillies. Don't get me wrong. But in the, all the videos, there will be someone else who's got colored glasses and there'll be people riding electric scooters in the background. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll already have seen enough brain drain, et cetera. I just don't see Russia leaving the international community. I think they have too much to gain from, uh, Regime change and re simulation, re rather. So, food for thought, food for thought. Uh, anything else? Not really. Weather's fine here today. It's like 90s. Getting into the 90s. There was, um, I'll talk about a little bit of a Twitter drama that I had, you know, a couple weeks ago there was something about the Vogtel nuclear reactors in Georgia and some background. I'm not an expert, right? But I did live in Georgia for 20 years and uh, the Vogtel power plants were under construction. Most of that time they went years over uh, schedule and in the teens of billions over budget, it cost almost twice what they thought it would. So, I think it cost total $31 billion to add. It was a nuclear power station with two units. They added two more reactors. That's what went over budget. Now, weeks ago, I opined on some Twitter thread that the reason stuff like this goes over budget is because there are so many bad faith actors in America that they have uh, killed our nuclear industry in the crib, and so we don't have talented uh, nuclear engineers. We don't have expertise in building nuclear plants because it's been de facto outlawed in this country for the last forty-something years. And so, if you were interested in being a nuclear engineer, or if you were interested in you know building nuclear power plants, you would not be in America. You'd be in Finland or China or uh, something like that. And then I had this lady, Patty Durham, start pestering me in this thread. I had another lady who retweeted me to her pro-nuclear correspondence, I guess. And so it didn't so much go viral. It doesn't need to go viral because it is a niche of activists on each side but this Patty Durham woman is running for commissioner um over the utilities in Georgia she's running against a guy Tim Eccles Tim Eccles seems like a nice dude I think he follows me on Twitter we've interacted he's a nice guy um Patty Durham sends me like an affidavit or something that where they were. They were questioning some guy about why the vogue tool went over budget and she starts going read this read this and you read into it it's like yeah it went over budget because it went over schedule because they ran into many problems not least of which was covid and uh what's the problem here I mean, she, she, like, she really thought, and, and they continue to, every time that I have this conversation online about the anti-nuclear fake environmentalists like Greenpeace and the Sierra Club um, acting in bad faith, holding up projects in environmental review, they want to bring up how Vogtel wasn't held back in environmental review. It was their own lack of... Ability and corruption or whatever that made it go over budget and I Think again, it's characteristic of bad faith arguments. They cannot understand where I'm coming from I Responded you know the reason that you're also caught up on Vogtel is Because it was the only nuclear power plant allowed to be developed in this country in the last 40 years No surprise it went over budget for any reason Because there's no competition. There's no competence. They're not experienced in putting in Westinghouse AP1000 reactors in this country. It's the only time anyone's been able to try. So I'm not surprised when they're not good at it. It's their first attempt. And they just want to get caught up on, Oh no, but they, they weren't held back by review or whatever. You're lying about this. And to me, it's like, well, yeah, they're just adding reactors to an already existing power plant. Why would there be any review? That's not my point. The point is it's the only example. Because every other one was rejected due to extreme budget. Like, and this is what they don't want to admit, right? The budget of these power plants, the cost, the lifetime cost of energy delivered from these power plants is artificially... Heightened because if you're interested in building one, you've got to fight for a decade a probably losing battle and you've got to hire big-time attorneys and consultants for years and years and years and you have to f- pay up the wazoo for lobbying efforts to even get your foot in the door. And again, Patty Durham cannot admit this. They just want to They get caught up on specifically Vogtel and how it went over budget. And by the way, I don't care about $31 billion. That, that would buy you 25 Mercedes-Benz stadiums in Atlanta. I don't care. Does, is that fair? I just don't care. Uh, I, I moved from Georgia. Again, lived there 20 years. It's a shithole state. The best thing in Georgia, other than Savannah, Georgia, is their new shining star over-budget nuclear power plant. It's the, the most redeeming thing about that state. So that's my position. But they they act like they've gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, then some girl who, I don't know if she won, and I shouldn't call her a girl, some woman, uh, you'll see why, um, went and toured Vogtel. And I guess she had either won Miss America or something like that. She was former Miss America and she went and toured the Vogtel and was like, wow, you know, this is going to be delivering clean electricity to Georgia for decades to come, right? And the reason I know about this is because Patty Durham, who's running for commissioner, put this girl on blast in a disgusting, oh my God. By the way, Patty is an ugly older woman. She's, like, solidly ugly. And she she starts her tweet thread being like, oh, the nuclear lobby has sent this girl. Like, she, she takes away her agency and then starts being like, oh, she's just, like, a shill for the nuclear industry. Pretty little thing. This pretty young girl. And, like, starts talking about how, oh, they've... Hired this pretty girl, this pretty young girl, and then starts bashing her because she's a senior nuclear like she's a senior in not I think her graduate pro like she's moved along, right? Like she's almost done being a nuclear physicist. So Patty was like, you're not even a nuclear physicist. You're just in school for it. You know what I mean? And I'm not exaggerating. This was like a dozen tweet thread where she just like belittles this girl, starts talking about race and being like how this is going to be disparaging. Have you? She goes, you're too young to ever have had food rot in your fridge because of a power outage. Or because you can't afford electricity. And like all these things where you're just like, oh my god, Patty. Like what crawled up your vagina and died? You know what I mean? And again, the reason this came onto my feed yesterday was because people were like, this is disgusting behavior, Patty. Like every one of her tweets was just people responding to her like, you're digging yourself into a deeper hole. You're coming off terribly. You are misogynist. You are like ageist. Like all these terrible things, Patty. Stop it. And she just kept digging herself deeper. And then, uh, yeah, I guess she deleted it today. But I was just like, wow, this is that... This crazy lady started... There was a day we were just trying to watch a movie. And this crazy lady started Smoke With Me too. Sending me legal documents and stuff like that. And I'm just like, what a nut job. And, And again... I wanted, I just, you know what, I just stayed out of it. But I wanted to be like, hey, Tim Eccles, do you have anything to say about your opponent here, Patty, harassing some young girl online? But I don't know, he probably has her blocked. Anyway, yeah and literally i can't stress enough like i when she started being like you're not a scientist you shouldn't be able to talk about this you're not a nuclear engineer even though again this is like obviously someone with more nuclear experience than patty herself because she's gone to school for it um i wanted to respond like what how are you qualified to speak on beauty patty you're an ugly woman patty you know what i mean it, it just kind of blew me away that she would go there but uh, yeah Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.